Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 21. Here's Pastor Ryan. Without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counsels, counselors, they are established. And so he didn't want the influence of godly counselors. He didn't want the influence of the Lord in his life, so he got rid of them. We see, obviously, in a smaller sense and on a micro level, this can take place within the church with those that are backsliding, those who are trying to uh, pull away from accountability uh, from the church, because church, part of the church's reality is accountability. When we all come here and say hello to one another and get to know it, where this is a family, and in the, fa- in the family of God, there is accountability. We haven't seen you in some time, we say, if we haven't seen them. But there are folks who are trying to get rid of godly influence in their life, even within the church. And that is why they come so infrequently, uh, or infrequent, without an L-Y. <laughs> infrequent. Because they don't want accountability. Do you know anybody like that? Want to name them right here, right now, while we're here tonight? No, I'm just kidding. But if you think about it, there's there are folks who just, you know, if I go, I'll be accountable. I'll hear, where have you been? Or, you know, we miss you. And, you know, I just want to be alone for whatever reason, other than not wanting godly influence. Not wanting godly. There are people who refuse to serve within their church because then... I'd really be accountable. They, I, they'd really get to know me and I'll get to know them and they'll know that I'm not there and I'll have accountability and that's not what I want. I don't want godly influence in my life. And sometimes they'll look for other friends, quote unquote Christians, who are less apt to hold them accountable. Friends that'll tell them what they want to hear. There's all kinds of weird things that happen as far as people not wanting godly influence in their life. Don't let it happen to you. Pray people back into the church and hold your friends or family accountable to get plugged in. The the reason for the church is accountability. Is accountability so that we can stir one another up for good works, the Bible says. Don't forsake the assembling of one another, but stir each other up in love and in good works. That's the calling of the church. That's what God intended the body of Christ to be, that we would work together as one unit, that we would endeavor to keep the unity of the saints. Why? Because there is strength when we're accountable. Because through wise counsel, the Bible says, wage your wars of life. We all have problems that we are trying to solve. We go through life and we deal with this or that and job loss and family issues and you name it, hardships. 
It's within the body of Christ that we minister to one another. We don't go away from that. This guy killed off his brothers. He killed off the princess so that he would not have any accountability. And those who do that within the church, they think that God doesn't see. Jehoram got to the point where he believes God does not see what I'm doing. And all of those who don't come to church and they're not like completely unable to walk or move, it's not like a legit reason. They just don't go to church just for free. They really believe they have lost. They think that they can break that God's law on that and be okay. I would be afraid to willfully know God says I shouldn't do this and still do it. I wouldn't feel confident if I hadn't gone to church in years that if he came you know, for his church in the rapture that I would be taken. And I don't want to give anybody false anything. I'm just saying for myself, if I stayed home for a long, long time and I make the excuses and it's not because I'm bedridden or, or sick, it's just going to be hard for me, but I can still make it. God tests the hearts. Whether we can make it or not. See, I got a boot on. <laughs> I was going to wear sweats, but I can't wear sweats to church. I know we're casual at Calvary, but that's too casual. <laughs> Would have been easier, but I put on the jeans anyway. Because God tests the hearts. He's testing me always because he loves me. He wants me to be a better Christian. So, again... Encourage people to serve and to have accountability. Verse 5, Jehoram was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. And he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, that's northern Israel, just as the house of Ahab had done, that's King Ahab who was wicked, for he had the daughter of Ahab as a wife, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. Yet the Lord would not destroy the house of David because of the covenant that he had made with David. And since he had promised to give a lamp to him and to his sons uh, forever. And that's a, that's a, you know, it's harsh punishment for Jehoshaphat. But when you think about all that Jehoshaphat was blessed with and given. Who much is given, much is required, right? And I, I heard a pastor a long time ago say, and it was so convicting that, you know, you just can't make a commitment to Christ. You can't just stand up in church and say, I'm yours. Forgive me. I've sinned against you. Come into my heart. And God gives you his Holy Spirit. And then, then walk away from that and not follow him, and not take it serious anymore. It was serious when you stood up and gave your life to Jesus, but then it doesn't become serious anymore. And, and there's, you know, there's a consequence to that. Vows made to God are binding. You know, it's like, you can't just psych, I was kidding, or was it really? No, you say it, and you meant it in your heart. 
You need to live for him because to whom much is given, much is required. If you have dedicated your life to Christ, you can't take it back without a fight. You have to go over his, his, his life. So Jehoshaphat, the consequences were heavy. Jehoram was so wicked that, you know, the, the, the lineage of King David was at stake. It was in danger. And that's the lineage that would lead to who? Jesus Christ, our Lord. In my devotions today, I happen to be uh, in Matthew 22, where the Lord asked the question to the Pharisees who were challenging him, giving him a hard old time and trying to entrap him with his words, but they could not. The last thing he said to them in that section, and then he moves on and it says that they dared not question him anymore, was that he said to them, what do you think about the Christ? Can you imagine the Christ, at the literal Christ of God, is asking them, what do you think about the Christ? That's what he said. Whose son is he? He asked. And they said, the son of David. And he said to them, how then does David say in the spirit, the Lord said to my Lord, Sit on my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. And David said that by the Spirit in Psalm 110, verse 1. In other words, how could David call his descendant Lord? That's the question he's asking. How can David call his descendant down the line Lord? And he said to them, if David then calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him a word, nor from that day on did anyone dare question him anymore. Why was David in the spirit able to foresee and call the Lord Jesus Lord? Because it was the Holy Spirit that was... Uh, revealing it to him that the Messiah would come from his lineage and, and, and that the Messiah would be his Lord. Even though David was technically, Jesus is 14, how many? Great, 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 great. King David was, lit, was you know, literally Jesus's great, 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 whatever, grandfather. But still, the Son of God chose to be born into the world and he's everybody's Lord, including Mary. Amen? Amen? So the Lord, the Father, said to my Lord, the Son of God, sit at my right hand. So anyhow, uh, for the sake of that, we read tonight, we read tonight, that uh, yet the Lord would not destroy the house of David because of the covenant that he made with David. And since he had promised to give a lamp to him and to his sons forever, that's accomplished in Jesus Christ on the throne of David for eternity, the kingdom that we are all a part of. In his days, Edom revolted against Judah's authority and made a king over themselves. So Jehoram went out with his officers and all his chariots with him. And he rose by night and attacked the Edomites who had surrounded him and the captains of the chariots. Thus Edom was, 
has been in revolt against Judah's authority to this day. And so um, Edom, they were a province of, of, uh, of Judah. These were, they were, you know, paying tribute. They were subject to Judah. But all of a sudden they start rebelling against Judah while Jehoram is on the throne. Thus, Edom had been in revolt against Judah's authority to this day. At that time, Libna revolted against his rule because he had forsaken the Lord, God of his fathers. Moreover, he had he made high places in the mountains of Judah and caused the inhabitants of Jerusalem to commit harlotry and led Judah astray. So Jehoram is spiritual harlotry here, right? When when a, a believer, right, goes off and, and turns from the Lord, you know, they are basically getting into uh, idolatry, which is spiritual harlotry. And so Israel, Jehoram, had, you read about his father taking down the wooden images? Well, he set up new and improved pagan worship centers. Kind of like the halftime show at the Super Bowl. And if you don't know, now you know. We got to do something on Illuminati. We really do. Like an apologetic son, you just go all out. The music industry is demonic. And they're not hiding it. It's just crazy. We'll work on something soon. Okay. Where were we? Uh, yeah, so these guys uh, were revolting. And, you know, you see this also on a micro level in families where the authority within the home compromises their walk with the Lord. Mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, backslide from the Lord. No longer are they 100% for God. Everything else has taken precedence in their life. Church is a side note. Prayer is a side note. The Bible is a side note. Praying with the kids, praying with the spouse is a side note. Or believe, or believers who own businesses and have employees or, or believers who are managers or bosses or CEOs or whatever frame of whatever authority that one may have who who should be walking with the Lord, who has before walked with the Lord, but then they, they begin to go out and party with the drunkards. They begin to go out and, and do what the world does. And I've seen it time and again where they lose authority. The authority that once blessed their lives. God blessed their business. They had employees. God blessed the family. Their children were in line. God blessed pastors. The church was doing good. And then when people turned from the Lord, the very things that God gave to them to bless them, the Edomites were given to and these other nations around them became subject to Judah because the kings were walking with the Lord. They received blessings. They received financial blessings. They received uh, uh, 
safety from war. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So all of these benefits, God can turn those benefits around to become a snare. All of these nations are revolting against him because he turned away from the Lord. I guarantee every Christian family, if the, if the parents turn from the Lord, those kids will become very, very bad, very quickly. The house will fall apart. And that's not saying that every kid that goes astray is because the parents are in sin. I'm not saying that at all. At all. I'm saying that the blessing of a house, if the, if the leaders of that house are no longer seeking the Lord, that house is going to fall apart. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that if God gave you a business and you no longer, you want to walk away from the Lord and your everything was in line, payroll, everything was right on, it will fall apart because God chastens those whom he loves. Everyone's accountable to God. And God's showing Jehoram, I'm going to take it all from you because of that. So it's best to just rejoice in the Lord and be merry and happy with the blessings that God has given us. To be content in the Lord is great gain. To not covet. To not have an affinity with the things of this world, but to love the things of God. Homeboy's losing authority. And then Elijah comes up. Oh, my goodness. That's perfect. He gets an email from Elijah. Let's see what it says. And the letter came to him from Elijah the prophet, saying, Thus says the Lord God of your father, David, because you have not walked in the ways of Jehoshaphat your father or in the ways of Asa, king of Judah, but have walked in the way of the kings of Israel and have made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to play the harlot like the harlotry of the house of Ahab and also have killed your brothers, those of your father's household who were better than yourself. Behold, the Lord will strike your people with a serious affliction, your children, your wives, and all your possessions, and you will become very sick with the disease of your intestines until your intestines come out by reason of the sickness day by day. Moreover, the Lord stirred up against Jehoram the spirit of the Philistines and the Arabians who were near the Ethiopians. And they came up into Judah and invaded it and carried away all the possessions that were found in the king's house and also his sons and his wives, so that there was not a son left to him except Jehoahaz, the youngest of his sons. After all this, the Lord struck him in the intestines with an incurable disease. Then it happened in the course of time, after the end of two years, that his intestines came out because of his sickness. So he died in severe pain, and his people made no burning for him like the burning of his fathers. He was 32 years old when he became king. He reigned in Jerusalem eight years, and to no one's sorrow departed. However, they buried him in the city of David, but not in the tombs of the kings. 
There is no prospect for the evil man. That just is a good reminder. There's no prospect for the evil man. Proverbs tells us that in Proverbs 24, verse 20. There's no prospect for the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. Psalm 1 is one of the best psalms in all of the psalms. You know it. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall, what's that? Prosper. The ungodly are not so. The ungodly, they walk in the counsel of the ungodly. The ungodly, they stand in the path of sinners. They sit in the seat of the scornful. They do not delight in the law of the Lord, right? And so the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And that's what's happening to Jehoram. That's what happens to anybody who turns their back on the Lord. Those who reject the Son of God will not inherit the kingdom of God. They will have a terrible existence. In Matthew 16, verse 26, the Lord Jesus Christ said, For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world? and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? It's not worth it. Amen, guys? We're just going to keep loving on the Lord and watching him bless our lives and build our lives. And his yoke is easy. His burden is light. And oh, Lord, help us to just continue to rejoice in you, to be content in you, and to enjoy the good things that you've given us and and help us to distribute the blessings to our family, to our friends, to our church, the good things that God has given us. And I'm not talking about financially only. I'm talking about spiritually. Freely we have all received. God calls us to freely give. If God blessed you with tonight's message, give it to somebody. Like Brother West said on Sunday, 82% of people who go to church were invited there or, or who, who get invited come to church. Invite somebody on Sunday, right? Father, we thank you for your love, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for just how graciously you Instruct us and guide us and build up our lives, Lord. Lord, we pray that you would forgive us our sins and forgive us for uh, anything, Lord, that we've put in the way of putting you first. Remove idols from our hearts, from our minds, covetousness, 
distractions, Lord, be first in our heart. And while all heads are bowed, if there's anybody here who needs to receive Jesus Christ tonight as our Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so that I can lead you in a prayer. If you've never done it and you acknowledge that you're a sinner and you sinned against God, He is willing to forgive you as He has forgiven all of us. Is there anybody here who would like to do that tonight? Please raise your hand. You can have all your sins forgiven and times of refreshing will come upon you. Is there anybody here? Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We adore.